My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in hell, I have come home with only one goal, to save my city. Now others have joined my crusade. To them, I'm Oliver Queen. To the rest of Starling City, I'm someone else. I am something else. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the Rogue Arrow Podcast. As always, I'm Daniel Jaynes. I'm Rudy Schubach. I'm Chris O'Neill. And I'm Rumors! Yeah, we're all here to tell you that we're actually not all here and we're not actually doing a full episode this week. (laughs) Uh, Just wanted to jump in and say that lives got the better of us this week and scheduling didn't really work out. So uh, we're just going to spend a little extra time next week talking about episode two before we get into episode three. So, uh, while we're here, though, we do have a bit of feedback we want to get through. First, a couple from last season, a couple of iTunes reviews that uh, we just kind of blew over and missed for one reason or another. Uh, So, the first one is titled Episode uh, 218. it was a three-star review, said this was my first time listening to this podcast, and have to say that the last two hosts, Daniel and Reese, I'm assuming he means Chris, because that's kind of what he sounds like when he says his name, because he's Australian. Uh, Daniel and Chris were the two that I enjoyed listening the most on the show. The other hosts or guests just popped in and out of the show and just ruined the flow of the show. Okay. I felt the show lacks a lot of structure. You jump around all over the episode going back and forth instead of discussing the episode as it is shown. Besides Daniel and Chris, the other part I liked about the podcast is that you actually can hear the audio clip of the show, and that helps a lot. I will give your show another listen for episode 219, The Man Under the Hood. So thank you, PR Achilles, for the honest and slightly brutal review. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we do jump around a lot but it's hard to wrangle four people so we do what we can that's true especially when a lot of them are really excited about talking about things Uh, so the other more in the future to try and have a little more structure but yes i mean we we used to be if you go back and listen to our early casts they were even worse than they are now like it was it was bedlam it's, uh, and it's now a we've got process. a little bit of a little bit of structure. We do our so arrows so many fewer times recently, um, but but yeah, thank you for your feedback. Not last episode because we're getting back in the swing of things, but next episode it's going to be flawless, maybe doubtfully, but it'll be better than last episode. In this episode. <laughs> so yeah, the <laughs> other iTunes review was by at Fuel Neve. Uh, so this one time is what it is called. A five star reviews. Uh, so this one time I used to do a podcast. It was awesome. Had my friends and family on. We rocked so hard with it. Then Rogue Arrow podcast came out, and ever since then the desire to podcast. No, dare I say it? The desire to even place a toe into the podcasting world has left me. I wish I only were capable of being a fraction of how amazing they are. Bless you, you princes of iTunes. 
and Lone Princess of Energetic Show synopsis. So, thanks. I'm that assuming was, uh, that's Joel. Glittery, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you for the kind words. That was very nice. All right. Uh, so now over to Rudy for some uh, Facebook. Uh, we have gotten a few people mentioning the Celebrity Death Pool. Uh, we we got two of them. Uh, do you remember what our guesses from last week were, Dan? Uh, I will get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, because Lance Langford has selected Papa Merlin to be his uh, to be his celebrity death pool because he thinks that Papa Merlin will have to quote be brought down by the mid season break. He thinks that Papa Merlin is going to make himself a menace and cause him to be put down like it's a, a rabbit bold doubt. statement. It's a bold move. It's true. Uh, the other person we have Devin KG Sabek. Uh, for the death pool, I predict Maseo Yamashiro, played by Carl Yoon. I believe that is the gentleman who is the leader of the family in the China uh, flashbacks. Yes. That's probably a pretty good choice, yeah. actually, because we don't actually see um, Maseo anymore, and we don't know much about him. And I know that the, the, the life of his family uh, is, is, you know, put in jeopardy. So, yeah. Yeah. That might be I... Be a good option. That is a good one because uh, he's also not like a big name character, so yeah. he's kind of off. But I think he's big enough for our purposes to fit the death pool. Oh, yeah, so totally. we shall see. I think he's important to the Oliver Queen storyline, which is why it counts for if yes. he were to die. Like he didn't say, oh, bad guy number two or the next iteration of Vertigo. or <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he has a name and – He's at least important to one of the more important people to Arrow in this episode or this season arc. So, yeah. uh, Let's see. Just to refresh the memory of our picks, Laurel, of course, picked Captain Lansing Pants. Uh, That's That's you. You had Diggle. I had Katana which is Maseo's daughter, which is a worse choice than Maseo's do- uh, Maseo himself. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, what's her name? Could, uh, what's her name? The leader. Uh, legs. What? Legs? Yeah, because she was the mysterious legs in season one. Oh, Waller, sorry, yeah, Amanda legs. Waller. Uh, Amanda Waller is not above hurting someone's family at this point in time of her timeline. Is not above hurting someone's family, so he might, she might go after the daughter to, you know, motivate the guy. The guy is obviously an important asset to her. So that's true. It's a possibility still. They're both, but... they're both good choices. Is what I'm trying to say. Good job, Daniel. <laughs> and then Chris had the. Uh... So we shall see how could he want the person that he is most attracted to on the show at this point dead? I don't know. Uh, and then we had one more over on our blogspot page. Oh, really? Realgaro.blogspot.com. And that is Stange Mini. And he said he or she, I don't know, pretty gender neutral name, uh, said Lila dies. 
Oh, that would be so sad. Yeah. So. Are we going to allow the death pool to go on for another week? Uh, I believe we said it was open until somebody dies. All right. Are you keeping a... Uh, <laughs> a okay. I'm going to read tracked my pronunciation of his name because I just clicked on the link and it went to a page that was Stan a few words so I'm going to go with Stan Gemini said Lila dies okay awesome so yeah death pool is open until next named character death but you keep a track of that shit then <laughs> like yeah. as they come in <laughs> we'll take care of it so yeah that's that for this week um, enjoy Jeremy's synopsis he does a great job and this one's pretty hilarious so we'll play that now so that when we jump right in next time you'll be ready for it and we'll just do the second the, the episode 2 and then we'll play the thing and then we'll do episode 3 yeah Perfect. Sounds Great. good. So, I like it. If you want to leave us feedback, uh, join our death pool. You can do that by finding us on Facebook or going to rogero.blogspot.com. In fact, you might consider your feedback be do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You can also do send us an email at arrowpodcast at gmail.com and you can also rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we try to get to them as they come up but sometimes we miss some for like six months. I am <laughs> sorry. You better be. I am. That's Good. why I said that I am sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Alright. Yeah, that's it for this week. So I am Daniel Janes. I'm Rudy Schubach. I'm Chris O'Neill. And I'm Lomers. Nailed it. <laughs> Welcome to a new episode of the show that we call Rogue Arrow Podcast. In this episode, we laugh a lot, we cry a lot. Actually, we cry a whole damn lot as we deal with and discuss the saddest episode yet. This is Jeremy from Melbourne, Australia. What follows is our recap of the latest episode of Arrow, Season 3, Episode 2, titled Sarah. We start off with Sarah's body in the lair. Laurel says, it's not fair, we just got her back. That's what we all said when watching last episode. Meanwhile, five years ago, Ollie is given a target and is told to kill... Tommy! What a surprise, although I think it wouldn't be difficult to hit him, just aim for his massive hair. Laurel and Ollie grieve, part one. Ollie searches the murder scene for minute details in the middle of the night. Diggle tries to help Ollie grieve. The new dark archer kills someone else by shooting an arrow through five panes of glass and then hitting his target directly where he wanted to. Felicity and Roy grieve. Ollie says the League of Assassins don't target their own, so it had to be someone else. Roy shows Felicity Thea's goodbye note. Felicity says you have to tell Oliver. Ray continues to pursue Felicity. He buys the whole chain of 20,000 electrical stores, one of which employs her. So he becomes her employer, whether Felicity likes it or not. She doesn't. 
but Ray shows a caring side when he realises that she is majorly stressed out about something else. Ollie literally thumps details out of a guy to find the guy who skewered Sarah. It reminds me of hitting the little blue critters in a 20 years old video game called Golden Axe. Congrats if you remember it. Ollie and the other guy play a game of motorcycle jousting. I was almost expecting one or both of them to pull out some red and blue props from American Gladiators. Anyway, the bad guy knocks off Ollie with an arrow, then of course does what any trained killer would do in that situation. He leaves. Felicity tries to help Ollie grieve. Ollie says he doesn't have time to grieve. He says if he grieves, everyone else doesn't. Felicity appears to walk out on Ollie. Even though this is a CW show, I'm somewhat surprised they don't end up this scene by banging each other. Badass Laurel treats the laid-up Crim's arm like a kinder surprise. She cracks it open some more and some vital details pop out. But then an arrow pops through his heart and it's that pesky assassin again, with another arrow through glass but still hitting its target perfectly trick. Ollie wonders why Thea hasn't called him back. Like a nervous schoolboy, Roy shows Ollie Thea's note, but Ollie doesn't chew him out. Laurel wants to personally go after the assassin who is on the run from everyone and has killed countless people. Great idea, Laurel. Ray gives almost the same speech to a crowd of people as the alderman from last season. It's interrupted by the red and green versus the black archer. A great out-of-the-window exit from Ollie is shown. Laurel is about to finish off LaCroix. Ollie says, don't shoot. And Laurel goes clickety-clickety. But Ollie took out the bullets, which is revealed to us when Laurel says to him, you took out the bullets. Laurel goes to tell Captain Lancy Pants that Sarah's dead, but the show's writers conspire to ensure that she can't do it. The Scooby gang bury Sarah in her own grave. Sadness ensues. Dig Diggle reveals he and Lila have named their child Sarah, so Sarah's name will live on and she will not be forgotten. Five years ago, Tommy is abducted, but by who? It turns out it's by Ollie. Oliver tells Tommy that there's no point searching for Oliver because Oliver is dead, and it appears that Tommy believes him. As this episode wraps up, Ollie and Diggle have a post-game catch-up. Ollie reveals a new plot direction for the show by saying that he has to go find Thea. And in the final scenes of the episode, Laurel finds Sarah's stuffed toy that was mentioned earlier, Diggle puts baby Sarah to sleep, Roy appears to be playing Candy Crush Saga on his phone, and Laurel says yes to something Ray asked of her. And in the final scene, there's a masked fighter training against others. They remove their mask and it reveals Mini Molly Thea underneath. Cue clapping from a proud Papa Merlin. We can almost hear the plotting and scheming going in that gorgeous head of his. What does he have in store for us all this season? Cue credits and the end of a very interesting show, which of course leaves us with some questions. When will Ollie catch up with Thea, and what will her reaction be to him when they meet? And who was the real killer who finished off Sarah? And what is Felicity's role going to be in her new position with Ray, and will it involve the need for safe words? And where is that day spa that Merlin has obviously been spending a lot of time at, because his skin just looks positively amazing? No, seriously! Stay tuned for the answers to all of these questions and more in the following episode of Rogue Arrow. Rogue Arrow Podcast is an Autological Media Productions podcast. 
leave us feedback at roguearrow.blogspot.com or shoot us an email at arrowpodcast at gmail.com. Please like us on Facebook and rate and review us on iTunes. And if you want to check out our other shows, go to almproductions.net. As always, thank you for listening.